Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. You say been right <coughs> Forever such a very long time Yes We never even had a fight <laughs> Don't let no one change your mind <laughs> Cause they don't know how much I care They don't know the things we share Unless they're here, babe But since they're not all right. How can they say that I'm not true? Oh, oh, oh. I don't remember the rest. I don't remember the chorus. There's <laughs> no way they can take that from me. And I pray to God one day they will see. They'll see that I'm all that you need. Oh, promise to me and you. So why would we let this thing go? Baby, I promise that I'll stay true. Don't let nobody say it ain't so. And nigga, I promise that I'll never leave and everything will be alright. I promise these things to you. Come on, nigga. Girl, just believe. Wow. I... Uh, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the read. Wow, yes, Lord. I'm Alexis Fields. And I am Sasha Obama. And if you were born after Jagged Edge was at their peak, then I'm sorry for you. I because just hate you your missed life. some you missed some high quality music during our time. Nothing like so good. Jason R and B. So good. That's mm, right. The Jodeci era as well. Mm. You know, I was thinking about, you know, do I come in here with some jagged edge? Do I do a little Casey and Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, anyway, welcome back. Uh let's begin the first oh. It is a Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. We're like the third Tuesday. So again, this is the day this podcast happens now. Okay, frequently asked the read questions. When does the podcast come on now? Tuesdays. Is the podcast still a thing now that there is a television show? Yes. yes. Um, Despite the exhaustion. Will Kim Fury ever smile? Likely never. No. Why do y'all sound so depressed in all your interviews? Literally did not know that I sounded depressed. That's just my voice. I, I was just answering questions. <laughs> okay. That is just my voice. That is just my face. Cool. I did not know that I sounded like I did not Thanks give so a much. fuck. <laughs> all right. Woo, my bad. Well, Black Excellence this week, I decided I wanted to do something different. Okay. 
So Good Burger was on the other day and I watched it as I do every time Good Burger is on and I enjoyed it as I do every time Good Burger is on. Mm -hmm. And I was real high and I was like, you know, (laughs) um, it makes no sense how funny this movie still is. I don't think I've ever seen it. I saw the TV show. I mean, I remember the sketch, but I don't think I ever saw the movie. I'm not even going to tell you to watch it because I don't know. Okay. I still think that it's funny because it's genuinely hilarious to me. Okay. But I also watched it when it came out. Right. So I have nostalgia and my childhood attached to it. But I really mm. just think that it's funny. And um, because Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell are funny ass niggas. They are. And they were able to perform these characters and all of their other ones in ways that I think just make them timeless. So I would say watch it anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if you watch it and you're just like, oh, this is nothing. This is too young. But I really don't feel like I'm watching a kid. I mean, a lot of it still is very much, this is clearly a sketch from a Nickelodeon show. Right. But some of them lines still hit and Sinbad (laughs) is fucking in it. It's funny. Anyway, so I was watching that. And I was thinking about being a kid again and how, you know, when I would be in my room all alone, um, just watching funny things and ignoring all of the dark parts of life. I was really um, enamored by black child actors Mm -hmm. around my age because a funny. Yeah. And I was really fascinated with the fact that these people who were uh, around my age again were doing something that I kind of wanted to do and just real black in a lot of their performance mm-hmm. and they have that I don't know that judge that isn't so prevalent I mean black sitcoms are not as frequent as they used to be obviously which is but, wild but yeah I mean there was just dozens and dozens of them yeah. all of the time but we were also like just able to say certain things and have certain inflections and tones of voice and sayings that was just us yeah. and our shit and maybe nobody else would really understand why it's funny. Okay. Maybe it's just something your cousin said or your mom said or a face that your brother gave you or dad or whatever and I was just super in love with all of the like black kids that were doing that shit on TV back in the day. So this week on Black Excellence okay. I wanted to name a couple of them mm. that I just loved that inspired me that I thought were super awesome. Okay. Whether they're still working today or not. I love that. Obviously, I'm not going to name every lit black actor from the 90s, 80s, and whatever. I can't. We'll be here all day. Lord knows. I'm already late. So, bitch, you're trying to go home. So, (laughs) I'm just going to name the ones that I had time to write down today and the ones that first came to mind. And feel free. To add on to this list and keep the conversation going. So, okay. I said Kenan Thompson. You did. I said Kel Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I said Alexis Fields also, because that's who I introduced myself as. You did. Sister to Kim Fields, daughter of Chip, and also known as Diafion on Sister Sister. Oh which we'll my get to. God. <gasps> um, also giving it to Nick Cannon because he had moments as well on all that. I did not know she was Kim Fields' sister. Oh, girl. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, my bad. Yeah. Wow. Raven Simone, um, Countess Vaughn, Shar okay. Jackson, because Nisi and Kim <laughs> took Moesha to another level, especially 
Kimberly Parker. They were far more tolerable than Moesha. Moesha Mitchell was a wretch, an <laughs> absolute <laughs> horror, <laughs> and a shame. Yeah. Like, Moesha was just... That's okay. I have ranted about how awful Moesha was <laughs> a million times already. We don't have to relive this, but Brandy's on the list too because she counts, right? As well as Lamont Bentley, um, yeah. Marcus T. Park, and not kid actors, but everybody the fuck on Moesha was just excellent, <laughs> just excellent. Even the daddy, yeah. Frank had funny lines. I'm <laughs> okay. talking about Andale. <laughs> No, we don't even... Right. Yeah, no. Every time that Shirley Roth would start speaking in Patois... Oh, yeah. ...and remind us that she's actually Jamaican... Mm-hmm. ...and they, like, wrote that into the character and I They lived. did, yeah. And my parents lived as well because she was one of the few people that was on TV that actually sounded like a Jamaican. Oh, yeah, no, she really did. Um, well, she was, I guess. Jason Weaver, Omar Gooding. Oh, my God, I had such a crush on Jason Weaver. Who didn't? He was baby Simba in The Lion King. Duh. Oh, my God. Ugh. Marcus and Mo. Look at you. <laughs> and I'm getting to the Maury's because I, Tia, Tamara, mm-hmm. Taj, Tavian, Tyler, <laughs> Tyreek. I don't know. All the T's you got. Okay. All the Maury's fall in this category. <laughs> Them niggas being funny. But Marcus and Mo on Smart Guy. And thank you, Disney Plus. You may have each and every one of my dollars and cents mm-hmm. monthly for however long. Have you seen the lineup? I did. I did. And I saw that they were asking people to pre-order to sign up or you may, You may have that is so crazy. whatever you I will pay for a year <laughs> worth, whatever it is. Because what I tell you, it's about to be the 90s and the early 2000s in my house all next and year. That's fine. I'm, I feel sorry for you new shows. Because I'm going to be watching Smart Guy once again. Amen. Thank you. Uh, That's a Raven is coming back. Mentioned Raven Simone. You did. Um, And is what? What was? Um, what was Kyle Massey? Oh, her brother. Corey. Yeah, Corey. Okay, so him as well. Oh, even Steven. So weird. Ooh, wow. The Mighty Ducks had a fucking animated series. Loved it. Watched it. What watching about Kim it again. Possible? Kim Possible. Loved it. Watch it. So watching good. it again. <laughs> um, the Hercules had an animated series. Loved it. Watched it. Watching it again. <laughs> the Little Mermaid had an animated series. <laughs> Loved it. Watch it. Watching again. <laughs> Anyways, not the point. I'm rambling. You are. <laughs> Jason Weaver, Omar Gooding, Taj Mari, Tia Mari, uh, Tamara Mori, Essence Atkins. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I said Alexis Fields, Marcus Houston, uh, Marcus, I said Marcus Tupac, Merlin Santana. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, Jaleel White, Kelly Shanine Williams. Oh, yes. Laura Winslow, a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Winslow had the best lines I looked of the up first season so of Family much. Matters. Oh man, I wanted like, to be her and I wanted to be Tatiana Ali. Oh, for sure. I She's on here as well. She got to kiss Tevin Campbell on her birthday. She did. I've been jealous of that bitch since that day. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be her so fucking bad. Go figure. <laughs> uh, Darius McCrary, Sean Harrison, Michelle Thomas, rest in peace. It's unfortunate oh, how many people yeah. on this list are dead. Um, said Tatiana Ali, Will, Jazzy Jeff, Mm -hmm. Alfonso Ribeiro, Mm -hmm. um, Ribeiro. Why did I say? (laughs) This is, we know who you're talking about. What was, um, what was little Nikki's name? Oh, now that I don't know. Cause little Nikki had some black ass lines. (laughs) Like he had some get with 
Karen Parsons, Hillary Banks, Ross Bagley. Was oh yes, name. look at him. Oh, <laughs> and I'm throwing Jack A. Harry on here as well. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jack A. was a full adult when we were children. I don't care. <laughs> okay, because I'm thinking about sister, sister, and Jack A. Harry was sister, fucking sister. Oh no, just, absolutely. Oh my god, that woman, that woman, that woman. She could just do facial expressions or just do a certain thing and uh crying these shows i love them i could be here all day i don't think that i think that's the end of the list because i actually was making a list of this since last week when i watched good burger and then notes decided to crash and deleted all of this so i wrote what i had in memory okay well good that is pretty good but um girls Thank you so much, girls and guys, (laughs) for all that you've done for TV and film and for my Black laughter as a child and as an adult. I love that. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right, so let's move on to pop culture and hot tops, three men in a bottom. Oh, God. People have started sending in their hot tops and a suggestion. Yeah. The prisoner of Ask a Bottom came up today in the inbox. I just That's wanted decent. you to know that. That's just weird. wanted you to know That's that. <laughs> so, wow, I am clicking out of this shit. Yeah, sure. Whatever your suggestions may be. If you have them, toss them in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these the listeners, knows. they are something the fuck else. I can only come up with so many. Um, 
Oh, goddamn. So first all, JT is J free, apparently. <laughs> um You're so annoying. <laughs> well, halfway, if you get my drift. Um uh, she apparently rode a, a studio bus to the halfway house where she was recording, doing her hair, nails, and makeup. And spending time with loved ones all at the same time. She'll apparently be at a halfway house in Atlanta uh, where she's awaiting release for uh, on March 7th. So she's still got a, still, you know. March 7th, damn. Mm-hmm. That is a waste. Got one ankle on the inside, so. <laughs> right. But you know, better than being fully locked up, I am sure she agrees. She's apparently uh, still able to leave the house. During the day to work, to visit family, to visit friends, to probably take shots, to fuck on niggas. Yeah, all that. And whatever else. So what, she just got to be home for bedtime? For curfew? Yeah, I'm guessing. That they don't just sound have that a curfew. bad to me. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> that sounds just fine to me, All actually. things considered, sis. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll take it. That sounds just fine to me, girl. Well, you better not um, Apollo that shit up either. <laughs> please, please. You're already doing Apollo better than Apollo. I think you'll probably have been going back. But like, <laughs> city girls can't survive her going back to jail. Yeah, we don't have so, time for that. So, no. She's already released a, a song, JT First Day Out, which was, you guessed it, released on her first day out. Um, <laughs> it is another one of the new... Uh, another one of the songs that's a part of this new trend of, of rappers that are kind of following the dreams and nightmares Meek Mill of it all. Several rappers have done this since. Not saying Meek is the first, right? But you know how you have all of these big instruments and crescendos and violins oh, and yeah. harps and all this other shit while you're rapping about being poor and <laughs> all the licks you had to hit before you got signed right. and whatever, and then boom, the beat drops and it's you know all about dollar bills. Hitting strippers' ass cheeks and celebration of life. Fun things that we all love. I feel like it fits Jatavia uh, very uh, smoothly, mm-hmm. firmly. I quite enjoyed it. There's something about her voice that I just... I find it home. Okay. Probably because, because it sounds she's also from like the streets Florida. of Opalaka, right. Liberty City, <laughs> and the like. P. Ryan. Not surprised that you identify. <laughs> um. So, CEO of Quality Control, P. Peter Thomas, whatever that nigga name is, has said that they are working hard at recording and that a new City Girls album, apparently their third, what? will be ready in the next 90 days. Oh my God. <laughs> so they're wasting no motherfucking time. I don't know what time... Um, <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know what time little baby period is supposed to be born. I don't know. Wait, don't he have so many kids? No, uh, Carisha oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> pussy wet in the aquarium. <laughs> Girl Kodisha or whatever her name is. I don't know. Oh yeah, you I right. don't know how I know she's pretty pregnant at this point, but Okay. Well, don't you gotta like I mean, I would want to take all the naps. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like it's only so much <laughs> promo she'll be able to do. Cause like after a certain point you can't fly no more and all that. But... 90 days is what, January? Uh ish? Cause yeah. we're mid October yeah. now. But I also have not been keeping up with Carisha and her pregnancy, so could not tell you. Right. So I don't know when right. she, I don't even know if she's still going to be pregnant in January or not, but I feel like regardless, yeah. I would want to be in a bed. Okay. Well, Imagine it, you know. I am stunned, really. They did have a, a mixtape out and an album called Girl Code. 
Yeah. Which came out last year. I know one was called Period, and so the other period was Period is the mixtape. And Girl Code <laughs> is the one with um Act Up on it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's okay. Well, good job, ladies. I mean, I guess. Are they still on that homophobic bullshit or no? Did they let that go? I mean... Because I remember checking out entirely after that shit. I did as well. So... Don't know if JT has spoken on it or not, but uh, her girl Carisha did not, not make it to. no better. It's best for everybody she to just move on. No better. So <laughs> it's best for all of the girls to just keep it moving. Um, okay. But uh, you know, good luck to you, madam, and God bless and and congratulations for being free. I guess. And um, I know the first time that you say real ass bitch on the stage with a microphone, your lashes better hit the ground, bitch. <laughs> I'm talking about just so silly. punching blood out the ground. Um, Will Smith is apparently working on a, a few different things, but one of them is a fresh Prince of Bel Air spinoff. What? So he's got a company, Westbrook Inc. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. Yeah. With his wife and some other folk and. They do a lot. I'm actually incredibly impressed with how immersed and by the balls Will Smith has this whole digital thing. Like, it was like they deliberately stayed away from social media. And then when they decided to join, it was like they already had the game plan completely mapped <laughs> out. Like, they're like, if there we're going to no do this curve, paltry right. bullshit, then let's just we're go just ahead going and do, to it. do We're actually going to take over Instagram. Thank you. Did you see Jada's fake commercial? No, I'm okay. not talking about. Oh, that was so funny. Did you see these clips of Miss Keys on Red Table Talk? Red Piano Talk? <gasps> <laughs> so I didn't click them because I didn't want to spoil the surprise. I didn't want to spoil the Red Table or the Red Piano moment, but I did see the promo shots. The sheer joy. Okay. That just gonna pull up Jada's Instagram. <laughs> me over when I realized that they replaced the red table with a red piano. Mm-hmm. I just believe that Alicia Keys has a warehouse somewhere. Oh, you know it. And it has just dozens of grams. You know what I'm saying? Dozens of grand pianos of wow. all kinds. Red, blue, <laughs> gold, houndstooth, Louis Vuitton, Burberry. Don't forget the rainbow. Off-white, r- rainbow. Well. Yep. In the I mean, gun smoke, glitter, all right. diamond encrusted. <laughs> and she just like <laughs> lifts this gate to the ceiling and just holds her hands together like... You are so crazy. I wish one of the girls wants to play today. Like, it's really pretty. She My has God. a piano for every occasion, and I live. Like, anyway. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, So, yeah, this company, Westbrook Inc., which is all about reminding us how sickening the Smith family is, how talented everyone is, and yeah. um, that they will never take their heels off yeah. of our sternum. How much better their families are than the rest of ours. So Hollywood reporter feel bad said that a are working on a Fresh Prince Bel Air spinoff series and not much else. So no word on what that means. Um, I'm not interested. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the fact that Will is the one at the helm kind of makes me feel like it won't be utter garbage, but. 
Oof, I don't know. I, I'm kind of tired of the whole let's reboot every damn thing. But on the so, other hand, I really loved Fresh Prince. I loved that even then when they announced that they were going to stop doing the show. I remember Will saying in an interview because everybody was shocked and he was like, I would rather go out on top than have, you know, one or two shitty seasons trying to drag it out. And so I think they could. I think they could definitely bring it back. And tie up some loose ends, you know, pay homage to Uncle Phil. And wait, hold on, what? What happened? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was reading the uh I was reading the story about the spinoff and I thought they were saying that Uncle Phil was gonna help him get an apartment now. And I'm like, wait a minute. That... Yeah, no, that isn't <laughs> that's how it ended. So but anyway, I think I so I think it could be well done, but I'm apprehensive because reboot culture is getting out of hand. Like I'm gonna hold all of my opinion back for now because there's just no information. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what entirely they're spinning off. Spinning off to me could mean a million different things. A spinoff could be about Jeffrey's kid, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in London. It could be fucking based in London somewhere and have nothing to do with Bel Air. And I'm all for that. Like, I'm, as I've said before, I'm all for, for like, the spirit or soul, the essence of these shows and movies to succeed into something else rather than just trying to pick up where a story left off right. or be like, here, you remember this character you love so much? This is what they're doing 25 years later. Like, all that yeah. shit ain't necessary. Fresh Prince, I'm, I haven't, like, scrolled through channels in a while, but I'm sure Fresh Prince is still running in syndication some. Like it plenty is. of places. Absolutely. I have the box set, girl. Fresh <laughs> Prince is still great. It's still funny today the way that it is. It is. So. I mean, this does say spinoff, not reboot. So maybe right. it is something like that. Or maybe, you know, baby Nikki is 30 now and we're catching up with him and it's about his life. Or I don't know what the hell, but. Yeah, again, I will reserve <laughs> my judgment, I guess. We'll see. I'm all for, you know. Some kid that moves from Bel Air to West Philadelphia or some other shit that is just nothing like Fresh Prince, but maybe has some of the writers from Fresh Prince, some of the directors, couple of cameos. But Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) like I don't. I mean, on the other hand, everything Will Smith does tends to be pretty good. Like to me, anyway, he has very few misses. So a couple of his last movies. Well, that's what you know. It is a perfect record. But overall, I I like Will Smith's work more than I don't. So we'll see what happens. Damn, syndicated in 193 territories. I mean, there you go. Bitch. Ain't nobody who can't watch this damn show. Like, there's nobody who can't watch French Prince. (laughs) Right? It might as well be global. <laughs> I just alright you know we'll see what it could be good I'm not gonna I'm gonna reserve how I feel about it you know this yeah. could be something we'll see. that they just mentioned in a meeting one time and right cause you know we gonna you know we like, gonna try it out you know we gonna watch it right whatever so. um Amber Rose gave birth to a baby boy oh, Last week, Thursday, yes, at Cedar Sinai in Los Angeles, she gave birth to a baby boy with her boyfriend, uh, Def Jam A&R, Alexander Edwards. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. went through this. Um, the baby's name is Slash Electric Alexander Edwards. Slash Electric. Okay. 
Don't know so why. So much for Michaels, Johns, and Tonys. <laughs> right. First, I thought you said Flash Electric, which I think I kind of like better. But, you know, who am I? Here's the thing. I love this name. I actually think Slash is a cute name. Oh, no. Slash is not where I'm pausing. It's the electric that has me like. Yeah, the electric takes it to another place. <laughs> like, celebrities but love fine. doing this today, kids. So, that's sure. Congratulations on your baby. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, yeah. it's fine. I'm it, sure this child is adorable. And I bet Sebastian is the cutest brother. Well, the child is also like five days. So. <laughs> right. You know, I tend to let babies like I'm OK with people letting their babies cook. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything about the way the, like faces of babies or anything. But like babies to me start mm-hmm. to like look like people around three months. Yeah. No, you definitely have to that let them air out. Point, they just look like babies. Yeah. They still <laughs> they still got, you know, pussy all up in their skin and everything. You have to give them a chance to Wrinkled get acclimated to outside. Get a little yeah. You know, they still mad that they not in there no more. Right. They like, you actually did this to me. Wow. So y'all really made me leave. Wow. Mm. It was so comfortable. I feel like this is a racist. I actually don't need kisses. Like who told you I wanted kisses? Only, only parents think newborns are like, I've only seen a handful of newborns that I thought were adorable. Like blue Ivy was an adorable newborn. Well, I think that newborns are adorable, but I don't think that newborns look like anything but a newborn baby. <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, you mean like a parent, one parent or the other or? Yeah. Like I, when, when a baby is like 15 hours old and be like, you look just like your daddy. How? Like, oh, but, I have seen it. <laughs> I have seen children who come well, out know, just like one parent. Some people have features distinct enough. Yes. That you can see them very much in a That's, newborn. Yes. yes. But I've just find that more times than not, mm-hmm. brand new babies, just like brand new babies, which is just cute inherently because babies are cute Mm. and it's so nice that you made life and hopefully they're healthy and all of those things but i just be like oh look at your baby at about three months because (laughs) that's when they be looking around and kind of accepting that you ruined their life by starting it (laughs) (laughs) i usually don't think they're cute till around that two or three month mark i'm like yeah let's get some oxygen in that skin but but this is still incredibly precious and i think slash is a really cute name apparently was named after slash because Guns N' Roses the is Amber oh, wow. Rose's favorite Oh, band. I love that. <laughs> okay, I so do I love that. So I doubly love it because yes, of that. Yes, I do love that. So congratulations, mother. And um, I already stand the bash. So, like, you do. Amber, you're you, doing pretty great in the mom You can say what you route. want to about her, but she's a good mama. Look at this nigga playing baseball. Oh, my God. What the hell? Why is he that big? How is the bash so huge? The fact that he looked just like a Dominican baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he all he looks like he really does look yes, like he's in the league. He does stance and all. Oh, you better God. go the fuck off, Sebastian. I'll never forget when he was on her Instagram talking about translucent. <laughs> he's so smart. He's such a bright man? kid. <laughs> oh, good. Congrats, Amber and whoever. I forgot who that man Alexander? is. Alexander? But yeah, congrats Congratulations to, to you as well, Sarah. It's beautiful. Um, Dio Max is apparently checked back into rehab. Woo, what a move. And um, canceled a couple of shows that he was supposed to be doing. He was... Signed on for a 3-6 Mafia reunion concert, which I didn't know nothing about, in Memphis Saturday. I know y'all went the fuck Mm. up. Yeah. Woo! And apparently Rolling Loud here in New York, which is having its own set of problems. (laughs) They had to take niggas off the ballot. Um, 
But yeah, he's apparently checked back into rehab. He just recently signed a new deal with Def Jam. And I think it was GQ that he did some real classy looking pictures and stuff like that. And so people have been sending him support. We as well sent him some support and things like that in his um, commitment to his family and sobriety, as his reps are saying. Yeah. And he apologizes for his canceled shows. Thanks, fans, for support and stuff like that. So... Loved DMX, things like that. Do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, you gotta take care of yourself. The rest of it don't matter. Like, the shows and all that shit don't matter if you mm-hmm. still feel like you need to get drunk or high in order to get through the day. Yeah. So. All of this, like, you're still a, you know, an iconic you member are. of hip-hop. <laughs> Always. So all of these niggas will be waiting for you when you're ready <laughs> to come back, so. There's, there's a lot going on with DMX, so I hope he, I definitely hope he takes care of himself and is on the path to, you know, doing and feeling better. Um, it's talking of of recovery and things. So apparently, Sesame Street or the Sesame Workshop revealed that there's a puppet that they, I guess, included in the show back in May. A green puppet named Carly that apparently is in foster care because her mother is in recovery. Oh shit! So this is a, a part of Sesame Street and communities in this online only resource the video came up as a part of this resource for caregivers in order to try and help to uh explain issues difficult issues to kids right, and right, right. all the kinds of things that sesame street stands for and, and has stood for for quite some time yeah. i mean god damn sesame street got some stories at this point they do didn't one of the muppets have a daddy in jail or something i mean you got the, there's one for, um there's the the puppet with HIV. Oh, there's right. the puppet that I. There's the autistic, autistic puppet. Yeah. There's like all kinds of different mm-hmm. um, stories and puppets and representation, which and all is of great, this stuff, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, though, hasn't stopped y'all niggas from nigger. You know what? <laughs> Let me show you that because plenty of y'all have been um, a fool and ignorant about this. And when oh, I say niggas, nigger, I don't always just mean. The blacks. Yeah, no. A lot of times I say niggas and I just mean... I just mean people. People, right. (laughs) But... (laughs) Problematic. So, once again, apparently, there are groups of people who just refuse to allow people to create things in children's Why? TV shows that tackle difficult conversations that your motherfucking ass won't go have with your kids any motherfucking way and feel like oh well this is a lot of people have broken it down into a race thing which a lot of the discussion around opioid addiction has specifically oh, well, yeah. because I haven't seen anything about this puppet having a mama that is struggling with opioid addiction but i have seen plenty of headlines and discussion saying that this is about opioids or as a result of the opioid crisis in america or what have you okay i see recovery in the words that i'm reading but whatever don't know (laughs) haven't watched sesame street in decades um important note yes but I just think that it's um, it's like it's a fool to have a problem with this and be talking about your kids don't need to be exposed to this, that, and third and whatever. Like, again, oh God, I don't know why foolish. y'all want your kids to be as dumb as y'all. Like, I don't know why you have a problem with kids learning that different kinds of people exist. Whether you yourself are dealing with a child 
who's in foster care or who's struggling with a parent or guardian or somebody who is, you know, dealing with addiction or recovery or whatnot. Or you just got a kid in your motherfucking house that is going to school. Right. You know, living whatever regular kid life. Mm -hmm. I don't see the problem in kids understanding who they may meet in school or on the street somewhere and learning how to be compassionate. (laughs) Like you want your kids to be assholes like you. I don't get it. It confuses me. Yeah. I mean, I thought that this was this Muppet thing was more about the fact that she's in foster care than, you know, about what happened to her parents specifically. Like, I know the the addiction thing was what they gave to this Muppet. But the couple of stories I read about it, I just kind of thought that the the focus was going to be lots of kids are in foster care for lots of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is what it's like. We're her parents for now and we're going to take care of her until her parents are able to do that again. Like, I thought it was going to be more like that and not, you know, opioids have caused us to have to have this conversation. Because I also see where people are like tired of the fact that now that white people are strung out on shit, it's this huge national emergency. Right, that's what I'm that. saying. That's a valid point. Yeah. I just didn't think that was what Sesame Street was trying to do. But regardless, and you I know, don't kids think that are is. not kids are not arguing about the politics of you know opioids versus crack. They're not. Kids are just trying to you know learn their fucking alphabet and colors and and you know we want them to be decent people. That's like it. this is really and again maybe when this puppet was introduced, it was. Yeah, the focus was more so on the discussion of foster care and Yeah, that's what I thought. That. I could be wrong. And I think that like you can literally go to Sesame Street and communities.org and read they have resources and things available. Again, just people being like, here you go, trying to help. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think that this is Sesame Street going Hey guys, so white people are being ruined by drugs. So we <laughs> so, want to talk yeah. about this now. It's probably not even the first time they've talked about it, you know, but right, again, not. I think that just in the effort of being like parental addiction on their thing, this somehow, to me, it feels like has snowballed into some other shit. Right. But even if. Sesame Street was like, we're here to talk, uh, tackle the experience of children who are, you know, struggling with parents or grandparents or family or guardians or whoever who are recovering addicts. Great. I'm looking for the issue because this is a real thing. And y'all be thinking that kids of any fucking age are just in are like. I don't know, like like they don't process things or like don't mm. have things like they that can't will understand. Like look at the shit that we talk about all of the time about unpacking shit from when we were fucking six. Yeah, it's very real shit. <laughs> and kids don't stop going through things just because they're <laughs> kids. Like kids are in foster care and still have to go to school and have to deal with questions and shit like that from other kids. Kids are living in shelters and it's the same thing. Like life doesn't stop. So why wouldn't we want to teach our children about difficult? Um, circumstances that other children really are in like it's not ruining your baby to have her exposed to, to the fact that other people have different lives to literally learn oh glory I don't know why y'all have to be like that but I applaud Sesame Street for you know always doing this type of shit because it's important everybody is not living in no happy healthy two-parent you know dual income life in the suburbs where nobody has any real problems there's just not reality so 
Good good job, Sesame Street. Um so um I guess Nicki Minaj's gift that keeps on giving that doesn't go back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though it said it would. Yep. Um what happened? She's apparently got more music coming out. See, this is the thing when you <laughs> retire in the middle of working. I Y'all knew better than that. So, Sleeves has an album coming out that's not about her album? Didn't she just have an album out? It's really a soundtrack. Oh. It's a soundtrack to what for movie? <laughs> Charlie's Angels arriving in theaters November 15th. This movie looks wretched like what i will never go see this another charlie's angels it's a charlie's angels with this really pretty black or possibly mixed girl and i want to say this girl's name is naomi scott she was in aladdin as jasmine and not sure why because (laughs) wow how did i not know that they were doing this movie all over again and then twilight which i would honestly like (laughs) I would rather have a long conversation with wet paint than to go see this movie. Okay. But anyway. That's fair. Uh, reasonably, they've tapped Ariana Grande to to a whole bunch of songs for the soundtrack, uh, including one called Bad to You, featuring Nicki Minaj and Normani. <sighs> She's also on here with Miley Cyrus and Lana Del Rey on another song that I just can't understand how that happened. Cash Doll is on in here with Kim Petras. What? Nigga, Ariana Grande is on a song with Shaka Khan. Uh, uh, Okay, that must have been Shaka Khan's decision. I'm going to guess that that's a... (laughs) I'm puzzled. ...sample. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. It's probably not. It's just me. Mm, No, I'm I'm actually going to hold on to that because that makes a lot more sense to me than the two of them actually being in the Summer. What? Where, where is this coming from? Hell, possible. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds okay. like a super streamy soundtrack. And I'm sure that a lot of children filled with caramel macchiatos are going to fucking adore Absolutely. it. And as much as I enjoy Nikki and Normani... I don't know that I have any interest mm. in this. Because I was like, oh, Cash Doll. And I even went and listened to that one. And it's like, not for me. Okay. Well, I'll listen because black girls. But it sounds like the inside of I'm a not... white girl's trapper keeper. Oh, my God. Well. <laughs> and like this movie. In that case. Yeah, I don't. Why? Why are they redoing? They already redid Charlie's Angels like 20 years ago. Why are we why are we redoing it again? It was, was already so old when y'all okay did it in 2000. With when Lucy Liu yes. and Drew Barrymore and Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz did that <laughs> twice. Once with Bill Murray and once with Bernie Mac. And now Elizabeth Banks is possible. Mm-hmm. And Destiny's Child already gave this. us a song for Charlie's Angels. We don't need whatever Ariana is. And I'll still listen to that song right now. Charlie, how your angels get down like that? A classic, okay? A phenomenal track. I'm not... Like I said, I'll listen to the black girl songs because they're black, but I'm not holding out a bunch of hope. Yeah, I haven't heard this Bad To You song yet, and I will give my ears uh, over to it, I guess, whenever the chance arises, but I don't expect much. I expect it to be very pop-heavy and um, 
very junior high. Okay. So, yep, wouldn't be shocked. God bless all of the girls. But if you're a fan of sleeves or any of these other people, then mm. you know where to get your kicks on Route 66. Wow. Route 66 actually did run through Oklahoma, so it was on it all the time. So, I don't know if it runs through Florida or not. I actually don't, I don't know where all it goes. It okay. I only ever knew it as the song, a song in jeans or shoes or something. Oh, jeans. No, there's a, they have all these like historical markers and shit where you can go learn about the history of route 66 and all that. I don't know. Mainly. I felt like people just used it to sell, you know, soft drinks and <laughs> that sort of thing. So it's old. That's all that I've got for the hot tops for this week. Damn, it is 2,500 miles. What is 2,500 miles? Route 66. You still talking about this goddamn road? <laughs> you know, when when you we talk about something and I don't know something that I want to know about, it, I just immediately Google it. Oh, that's what I did so. for the jeans. Hallelujah. Which all you right. can still purchase at Kmart. The jeans. Yeah, Route 66 jeans. That's the only reference oh. I ever had. All I ever knew about was the jeans and the song, I guess. Remember when Nicki Minaj's clothes was at Kmart? And now she got a line with Fendi. That's a come up. You know what that's called? It's a glow up. Growth. Yeah. Dot gift. And right. I actually like the Fendi clothes on oh, like no, that Kmart great. shit. They're great. $1,100 leggings, but <laughs> so cute. She had... <laughs> She had the barbs going down to Kmart did, and did. really dressing like Brett. That's right. And tearing that stuff up in the process. <laughs> I used to go to the one Kmart in Manhattan and be like, God damn it, the barbs just will not. That let was us the live. only place I had ever seen it. Yep. Was me that too. that one Kmart yep. in, in Manhattan? Wherever that's it. With them Nicki Minaj cutouts mm-hmm. and them fucking action figure yep. ass clothes. <laughs> and the barbs <laughs> dressing <laughs> like breast dolls. That's correct. Taking pictures with them with her with her cutout. Oh, did. well, they've all lived and learned. All right. Let's take our break and we will be back. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. 
Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. I am not ashamed to say that I ordered the Storm Barbie and I just got an email that it shipped, oh, which was a reminder to me that I even bought it because I damn sure forgot. But I, I am in. Did not know happy. there was a Storm Barbie, but now I'm looking at it. And I just wow. saw it scroll down my timeline a couple weeks back, maybe, and I said, "Well, that's mine." <laughs> <laughs> I am very happy about it. But we're back, and it's time for your letters. That's right. Send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first question comes from Oliver, who says, I met a great guy on Instagram who lives about three hours away from me. I'm 36, and it was this was the first relationship that I was all in. I had a lot of walls <laughs> up. you all out, because you don't <laughs> live. I had a lot of walls up, but was finally at a point I was comfortable with my sexuality and wanted companionship. When we first started chatting, his best friend died. Oh, that's sad. Wait, is this a guy yes. writing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oliver is a man writing about another man. In spite Hence of that, Oliver, yep. yep. He seemed you did. <laughs> he was looking at your Barbie order. <laughs> I'm excited about it. It looks so good. In spite of that, he seemed to be coping well, and so I p- continued to pursue getting to know him. Things were great. He said that we needed to at least see each other every weekend, and I agreed. So I was either driving there or he was driving here all the time. Three hours? Yep. Okay. That's not that bad. In Oklahoma time, that ain't shit. Great personality. Kept me laughing. We enjoyed the same activities. It was all good. However, I did start to notice that his appetite was decreasing. At first, I thought it was because he was a gym rat, but after a while, I noticed he wanted to talk to me all day, every day. (laughs) <laughs> After putting some things together, I told him that I think that I thought he was getting depressed and that he should see a therapist regarding his friend's death. He agreed and he went. He told me he had a great session and that he was glad I kept edging him to go. Then the next day he broke up with me. Oh, boy. I don't know if devastated is the word, but I was very sad, shocked and a bit angry. It seemed we were on the same page. We compromised on traveling and things were going well. He said he needed to unpack some things in his life and it wasn't fair to me for him to be in a relationship. Then he brought up the long distance and said he shouldn't have agreed to it in the first place. I know. Okay. (laughs) It's been about two months and I'm still sad about this. This is the first time I shared that I was dating a guy with my mom and siblings and friends. Oh, how dare this nigga? Yeah. Ever since that day, he has not reached out at all. I don't want to feel dumb by contacting him, but some days I just want to call and express my feelings. Everything was going well. He went to therapy upon my suggestion and then boom, it's over. I'm not sure how to navigate this. Do I just chalk it up as a good experience and try to move on? Do you think I should reach out again? Any advice is appreciated. Oliver. This sounds like, uh, this sounds like a psychological thriller where you stalk the, um, <sighs> therapist and brutally attack them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Y'all love I getting mad. I am joking. At therapists. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, not the first time somebody has written in like my boo went to therapy and then they decided they didn't want to be with me anymore. <laughs> they, they made Damn. some, um, they had some revelations yeah. I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Oliver, but like this, 
feeling like everything is going great and then the breakup came out of nowhere and you're still sad about it a couple couple months later there's nothing at all unusual about that right there is nothing abnormal about this and maybe you feel that way because this is the first time that you were like really into somebody the first dude you told your family about and all that so it, yeah. it it's hitting different typically Nick is with a lot of firsts for you have uh, very thick strings to cut yeah <laughs> you know? that's true so yeah I get it as well but there's nothing there you know what I mean he's going through a lot and you know processing a lot plus three hours is not a lot but it's definitely it's not nothing it's right it's not around the corner it's not nothing yeah. it's a commitment to it actually is. see one another especially every damn weekend hell you know how much gas costs <laughs> so you know it's something that I think maybe you need some therapy of your own to sort of um put all of your cards out mm-hmm. um in front of you and there seems to be a bit of unpacking that you need to do in terms of sexuality itself and then um the feelings for this guy because i'm a firm believer that yeah. like nigga i don't care if you break up from me break up with me because of my choice in hot pocket you know what i mean like mm-hmm. which is a real thing is, to break up with somebody i for. I'm a firm believer that whatever you want, you know what I mean? It ain't always for me to get. What you can try to get, though, is some closure. Yes. You know, I don't know if maybe you send an email and say, hey, is there any way that we could just have a talk? But I don't even think that you need to because you're setting yourself up for a whole bunch of trying to, you know, keep the door open. Right. In that in that case, Um, I think you just got to accept that this is. A thing that's done. Yeah. And take the good, remove the good from the bad (laughs) in that situation. And if he is all of these first things for you in terms of guy on guy action. um, I mean, you know, Oliver's 36, so. Right. It's it's probably like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I just turned 37. So I've been through plenty of relationships and breakups. But if this is the first time you felt like you were really all in with somebody, then I feel like, you know, the the older you are with your first heartbreak, the worse it is to get over it. This is literally a life lesson. Like there's a lot to learn in mm-hmm. this situation and, you know, take into the next situation. Hopefully one that is, you know, three minutes away and not three hours. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But... <clears throat> Honestly, the nigga's obviously dealing with a lot. He's going through the process of evaluating his emotions and things like that, which I implore everybody to fucking do. And if in that journey he's realized that either he needs to be alone or he shouldn't or he doesn't need to be in a situation with you, all you really got to do is respect that and then do the work with with coming to peace with it on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is possible to, like I said, send an email and be like, <laughs> hey, let's talk about this because I need closure or something like that. But if you know that you're about to be trying to work out the ways to get back with this yeah. nigga and not respect what he's saying, then leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go on your own way. Mm-hmm. Watch Actually a little think- my vidster and... <laughs> Really? My vidster? So it's there. <laughs> I think... Um, Reaching out to him is only going to make this worse, actually, yeah. for you. Like, <laughs> because it is just a fact that the more you reach out to your ex who broke up with you, the longer it will take you to get over it. <laughs> You're just going to keep on reopening that wound every time you go back. And it's like, the shit is just now starting to scab over. And here you go picking at that motherfucker. And it's just right. never going to heal if you keep doing that. So it might be helpful to make a list of all the things that were not ideal about the relationship. 
You can start with the distance because <laughs> uh, three hours, like we said, not awful, but not great. And then maybe any other traits or um, just things you noticed about him that you didn't really like or you would prefer to be different in your next relationship. I think it's good to journal about your feelings, get all that shit out and then allow yourself to be sad about it. Allow yourself to be disappointed and mad and whatever else you're going through you know you probably feel rejected on some level and all that kind of stuff and it's important to just let all that out because right. <laughs> trying to keep it in and act like you're just fine and nothing affects you or trying to just keep on going about your life <laughs> and like oh well da 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 this literally meant nothing or you know whatever it's just it's not, unrealistic right it's not realistic and it's only going to um it's only going to ensure that you stay miserable for even longer. So like, let all that shit out, bro. One thing that I do and I would do in this situation, because it's it's absolutely te- temporary. Like what I can promise you is that you will get past it. Oh, yeah, it is temporary. You know what I mean? Even when it feels like, am I ever going to get over yep. this? Because I know that. <laughs> like... Yes. Fuck. Same. It, they, we have been through seasons yeah. at this point. And here I am still in my feelings. How dare like, you? You will get past it. Mm-hmm. And um, in things like this and many other things where I'm fucking miserable, I <laughs> tell myself, you're going to get over this. Like, all we can really do is live or die. Right. That, that is it. <laughs> like, all you can do is live or die, even when shit is just awful. Like, bitch. There's tomorrow. You, you're either going into it or you're not going into it. So know that this was not meant to be, but it does not mean that you will not have something mm-hmm. just as important and impactful and warm and loving um, in the future. And it also doesn't mean that you can't feel like shit and eat fucking ice cream and them yeah. fucking them M&M ice cream sandwich cookies. Ice cream sandwich. You know oh, the, fucking, the cookies the with ice the ice cream, cream? sandwich oh, that yeah, yeah, got yeah. the M and M's in the cookies. The, the ice creams. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. We used to have them at high school, and bitch, let me tell you something. They used to I never like those cookies. Maybe a dollar, and you would get it. And you know it's Miami, so it's a little humid, and you wait and you let it melt just a little bit. <laughs> Why are you such a bird? <laughs> they used to be. So good. Anyways. I never liked M&M cookies. It's just too much going on. It is a lot. It's too much going on. It is a lot. I don't need a candy shell and chocolate and the cookie. It's like like a chocolate chip, but with a candy. That's exactly right. (laughs) It's like a chocolate chip, but with a candy shell. That is exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) I have some in my fridge now. Oh, God. I should not be anywhere near dairy. I was about to say, since when are you eating dairy? Never. <laughs> I have a box of four that I bought <sighs> months ago. And they're just sitting in there. They're not open. Oh but God. I told myself, one of these days, you're going yeah. to say, fuck it. You, you're going to regret yourself. it. You're going to regret and it. Be here. You're going to regret it <laughs> 20 minutes afterwards. <laughs> I told myself that once the last time oh that God. I had pizza. I was like, oh, yeah. You worked hard. You can't play like that no more. And you ain't got nothing to do this weekend. Have you some pizza, bitch? Mm-mm. That was the last time I had pizza. It was about <laughs> three years ago. I think I remember this happening. 
I because thought I was going to die. Me and you and Dustin and Asante used to fuck up pizza all the time. Yeah. And so then when you were like, I'm not eating it no more, I was just like, I'm just nigga crazy. Like, I just thought you was bullshitting, but yeah. no, you really could not. It's just so many handle things. It. Yeah. That I can't deal with mm-hmm. at one time That's in one right. place. That's right. And that used to be the greatest thing about pizza for me. <laughs> right. Now it's villainy. So if you want to eat things that make you feel bad, Oliver, um, in order to get past this relationship, yeah. then do that. Buy but, you a Birkin or Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to stay in that mode of, you know, this is temporary. I'm gonna get over this when you feel like your heart is just broken and you are just devastated. But just keep putting one foot in front of the other and eventually it will start to loosen up. And eventually you will meet somebody who is better suited for your life than this man was. But good luck to you because it's hard when you're in the middle of all them hard, you know, fucked up emotions. Someone that you don't have to stop at a rest stop in order to see. Oh, there you go. Even though rest stops be having the best snacks. I don't know why I'm so snack-ish <laughs> say, right now. Okay? But <laughs> are you okay? Do you want Taylor to go get you something? <laughs> the rest stops and the little flyover states and shit. Well, they live in Woo! Texas, so I'm sure he was probably driving from Dallas to Houston or something oh, like right. that. Never mind. So, but still, plenty of spots along the highway. They're still great. Right? Like rest stops have some of the best foods and snacks and things you shouldn't <laughs> eat while you're committing <laughs> to a long drive. <laughs> or you know, depending on your activities, once you get where you're going, might yeah. want to be careful about mm. them chili cheese fries. <laughs> Bitch, I had, I got like some. What are these chips called? Zaps. The little curly ones? No, they're voodoo chips. Oh, I've seen these. New Orleans style yeah, kettle. I've seen these. Woo! Are they so good? Now, I feel like you would hate them because I Googled what is a voodoo chip. And apparently it's oh, like Lord. barbecue, salt and vinegar, maybe jalapeno. It's like a lot of flavor at once. And it's. These are Uts. These are Utses. No, they weren't Uts, the ones that I bought. No, the Zaps are owned by Uts. Oh, well, then there you go. That's why they're so damn good then. Because Uts, <laughs> Uts make some can great make chips. It's chip. so true. It is true. All right. I don't know why I'm doing I've okay. seen this bag before. But yeah, anyway, good luck to you, Oliver. It is hard, but it does get better. Next question comes How about from. a case of 12? 12 bags of chips. I got the main in an airport the other day. <laughs> And you and loved them loved so much, it. you bought a case. Amazon. What? You do this frequently. All the time. You went to that one spot that had that Korean candy, and then you went and B&H bought photo. a whole fucking bag. <laughs> BH photo, you having a little candy in a dish up at the <laughs> register and shit. I just grabbed one. I'll never forget when you was like, "Yeah, I have one of these at BH photo," so I bought an eighteen pound bag on Amazon. Yes. I was like, "Nigga, what?" <laughs> You never know when you'll see him again, so. Oh, glory. All right. Next question comes from Ali, who says, I'm writing in because I have the three greatest friends anyone could ask for, and I do not want to lose them. That's not usually. Okay. Although we're all very different, we mesh well together and have been going strong for four years now. We all believe in the idea that friends can be soulmates and that we were meant to be buddies for life. Uh My issue isn't with them. It's with myself. I'm someone who suffers from extreme anxiety and has a problem with self-confidence. I overthink everything almost constantly, and I tend to have the most random bad shit happen to me at least once every quarter. Additionally, I don't really have any family or any friends outside of these three women. Because of that, I sometimes feel like I put way too much on them. Mm. I catch myself calling them very frequently with various problems and situations that I don't know how to navigate, and literally every time, they graciously help me figure it out or remind me to breathe or whatever the 
fix the situation calls for. Although I'm very thankful for this, sometimes I feel like I'm imposing on their own mental health and peace. I definitely reciprocate the listening and problem solving when I can, but as mine is more frequent, it doesn't really balance out. I'm nervous that one day this dynamic will get old and I'll get dropped. They've never complained to me about this being an issue, but I feel like it's only a matter of time. How do you find the balance between talking to your friends about your problems and keeping them to yourself? Thanks, y'all. Ali. So Ali has not said that um, that they've had a conversation about these feelings yet. Right. Hasn't talked to Ali has not talked to her friends about the fact that she feels like she's imposing with uh, you know, all of her issues. <laughs> See, I would say that. Yeah. You know, I would Me too. I would be very open with them about my feeling that way, mm-hmm. especially if they've never complained. You don't have any specific reason, it seems, to think that they have a problem with this. And if y'all have this, you know, traveling pants ass, you know, soulmate <laughs> theory of which friendship or whatever, which it. is beautiful. Yeah. Then I wanna say I doubt that they have an issue with you being the one of the group that maybe needs more tender love and care than the next bitch. So I would just sit down and be like, look, y'all, I be feeling like a mess. And sometimes I feel like I do too much or I impose too much or whatnot. And maybe y'all can, as a group, find a way that you can, because again, You've already admitted that it's you. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so maybe they can help you come up with ways to make you feel more comfortable in those situations where you want to talk to them, but you feel like you shouldn't say anything or whatnot. I don't know if it's keywords. I don't know if it's a handshake. (laughs) I don't don't have any uh, specific ideas at the moment, but uh, transparency is super important in any relationship. And I think that you will be surprised, especially if you, if I know anxiety or if, if you know anxiety, like I know anxiety, <laughs> then a whole lot of this is, is just you feeling like yeah away. I was about to say the fact that you have extreme anxiety makes me feel like probably 90% of this is in your head yep. and you are, driving yourself nuts thinking about how you might be getting on your friend's nerves or how you might be, you know, whatever, a burden or whatever you think Mm -hmm. that you are to your friends. So like if Yuri said, I think it's important to just tell them, you know, I'm sorry that I'm, that I, or not even I'm sorry, but I have extreme anxiety as y'all know. And I feel like I'm imposing by constantly reaching out to y'all. Y'all know I don't have very many friends or other family that I can talk to. And so I just want to get it out there because when I am thinking it, it gets so much worse in my head. And then I start feeling insecure and all these other things. So I just want to put it out there so that y'all can tell me, you know, how you feel or how I'm wrong, or maybe, you know, we can establish some boundaries around what time is okay. Or, you know, maybe asking them first, Hey, is anybody in a space to where they can help me with this before you just, you know, unload whatever is you going through on these people? Like, I feel like, on the slight chance that they are feeling some kind of way if you bring it up it just means that y'all have the chance to work something out that works for everybody Mm -hmm. and so you no longer have to worry about feeling like that but you know there nothing's gonna get solved if you don't say something about it they can't peek inside your head and just mysteriously magically know how you feel and address it and fix it for you right and unspoken stuff like that tends to lead to unnecessary drama and miscommunications and stuff like that even when it's one-sided you know even when it's just one person in a group of however many that's feeling away and doesn't say anything because you will likely 
act on it or show it in one way or the next. The only difference is that people around you are going to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Rather than knowing <laughs> yeah. how you're feeling because you could just speak to them or say something. And also, like, as a person who does deal with anxiety and depression and feeling like a burden to people around me or people close to me when I talk about it, I also have, like my own personal hobbies and little things to keep myself busy. You know what I mean? Like I love video games, but not just as a, like a form of escapism and like drowning yeah. out all the whatever. That's what I use. Like I absolutely <laughs> also admire the industry and could tell you all of the developers and what's coming and what's yes, not. Like you I could. love the industry you itself do. and like analyze it. And honestly, if I wasn't doing this shit, I could probably do a whole show about the gaming world. Um, but outside of that, you know, like I do other little things to sort of keep my mind occupied. And I find that that helps as well. So I don't know, like, you know, think of of hobbies or little things that you could do or maybe uh, forms of exercise or art expression, whatever to sort of like keep you busy in moments where you feel like you need to rush in and somebody mm-hmm. needs to help you or you've got something on your mind. Sometimes there can be other things that can sort of keep you busy and calmed until, you know, it's an appropriate time to sit down with your home girl or home boy and be like, so world's on fire. I'm dying. <laughs> right. What say you? <laughs> and they may be like, yeah, bitch, me too. Let's right. talk about Likely. it. Also me, everything is trash, but so, you know, Friends, if they're not, if you can't talk to them about how you're really feeling, then they're not friends. You're right. I mean, so, I so think you, it's nerve wracking. It can be scary, but just do it. And I think you'll find that things work out um, a lot better and you'll just feel more at ease around the situation. And good luck to you because extreme anxiety is the absolute fucking worst. Trust me, I know. All right. Last question comes from Martina who says, I started therapy four weeks ago and I just completed my third session with my therapist. I might be tripping, but I feel like therapy is not moving at the pace I need it to. It could be me because I am not exactly the most patient person or the fact that I'd like to get into all that I need to work on immediately. I also think that I feel this way because while I was pretty excited to start therapy, when the time comes to go, I tend to get in a funk and I could pass on the whole thing. I just don't want to pay the cancellation fee. And so I go anyway. And I think that my inner negative self-talk is trying to convince me not to go. Has the pace of therapy ever been an issue for you? Is the therapist just taking things slow to build rapport? Any insight would be helpful. Sign. And forgot what name I gave her Martina okay it's it's three sessions sis <laughs> it's th- it's three sessions so I when you say therapy is not moving at the pace you need it to um I think you've got to kind of build up the the patience part of this like I think it does take time to really unpack a lot of the things that are the deepest ingrained in us um so yes like i think you need to just kind of slow your roll and pump your brakes at the same time you should be getting something out of your sessions you shouldn't be going there feeling like all you're doing is wasting your time and nothing is happening so 
when you say that when the time comes to go, you feel like your inner self-talk is like sabotaging you. I think that may also be true. And it may be that when you get there, you're not being as open or as honest with your therapist as you could be. And so that's also holding things back. But mostly I feel like this only been three sessions. And so give it a little bit more time to see how things unfold or develop with your therapist. I've dropped a therapist after two sessions. So mm. I think there's... I think there is like, if you think that you are supposed to be having some sort of revelation and all of your answers, uh, all of your questions <laughs> answered and all of your problems solved this early into therapy, then yeah, you know, chill, stick it out. Mm-hmm. The best is yet to come. But if you're not feeling comfortable in your sessions, if you feel like you're, there's no connection, if you feel like there's no enlightenment or anything happening at all, if right. you haven't sensed anything like that, not even a comfort to engage or, you know, or do a dive into whatever's going on in your mind, then, yeah, try somebody else out, go somewhere else or whatnot. But. If you think that after three sessions, somebody's going to be like solving all of your issues and answering why you and your mama don't get along. Right. Like it's not. That's just not, that's not realistic. Happen at all. Yeah. Um, I have had issues with the pace of therapy before, but first of all, that was like well over a year after I started therapy. And then in hindsight, it wasn't really frustration with the pace of therapy. It was frustration with the fact that I couldn't, it felt like I was never going to get my shit together. I was never going to heal from whatever I was going through. Like I felt like I was just treading water in my life. And, but I was looking at it like, Oh my God, I've been going to like, I'm going to therapy and I'm still a fucking wreck. Why am I even still doing this when I'm still such trash? So I kind of felt like, man, therapy is not working fast enough for me, but really it was more about, me and my reaction to the therapy and and my reaction to life and the fact that I would be like doing really well and taking good care of myself for a few days and then the next I would just wake up and be like I'm not doing anything and just get drunk and be drunk all day and go to bed and that be that so I would say give it a couple more sessions just to see um and I kind of look at it like going to school like in a way you know what I mean like sometimes I'm really excited to go and sometimes I'm like here we go I look at it as the like just in a way that you go there to learn things Mm -hmm. and you get homework and things to sort of study and things to you know come back to you know what I mean like sometimes I literally get homework from yeah. my my therapist sometimes they're like okay well this is the stuff that i want you to work on and write on and we're gonna talk about it again next week or get back to it mm-hmm. next week evaluate that and things like that but even when it's not that literal yeah i just think of it as a way that i'm learning and putting the things that i learn into action and you don't go to any school anywhere for three weeks so, and, and have mastered anything, especially at that point. Many of us K through 12 and four, eight years through university and shit like that and <laughs> still, still don't know, don't know a fucking thing. So, I mean, and it's important to remember what the fuck was I about to say? See, this hadn't happened to me eight times. <laughs> today, so, just so you know, 
Oh, I just remembered it. It's important for you to remember as well that you have decades of whatever you grew up with. You have years and years of however you've been thinking, however you've been talking to yourself, whatever shit you've been going through. And it's going to take time. It is simply going to take time to unravel all of that. Yeah. Nobody is healed in three weeks. Right. So, or, and if you are, then whatever happened was not that deep in the first place. Right. So it's simply going to take time to get through everything. And you may be dealing with stuff that you can't even name or recognize yet. So, yeah, like if you said, if you feel like it's literally going nowhere, you're getting nothing out of it. Your therapist is never giving you any guidance and you're just in there wasting your time. Yeah. If you're just not, if there's no connection. Right. Like if you don't feel an actual connection to the person that you're speaking to at all, then I would say, yeah, go yeah. somewhere else. But otherwise, um, just try to be more patient with yourself, uh, counteract that negative talk, self-talk. And then when you get there. Like, I love to get to therapy and spit out whatever is bothering me the most. Just spit it right on out and then we go from there. But if I try to say it in my own time or be cute about it or wait till I'm ready, I may never actually do it. So and I think think like if your sessions are an hour, <clears throat> let's say. So it's mm-hmm. a three-hour conversation altogether you've had right now. Right. It's like three hours sometimes for you to catch your friend up on some gossip. That's true. So, like, you're or not... a TV show. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. just put it into perspective. I'm not patient either, girl. So I understand. I really do understand. Me <laughs> Especially when you're like, okay, I'm ready to be fixed. Let's let's get to it right now. It sucks today. Right now. I'm tired of being so, depressed. Tired of being anxious. Where's the end? Want to start taking decent care of myself. Want to stop being a trash bag human being. Let's get to it. And it just doesn't work like that. It does take patience and practice and real work. So best of luck to you on your journey. If you have any questions for the read, send those to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Rebecca, it's time for the read. It is. I have two very quick ones. Okay. First, first is um, for this white French girl um, cosplayer. So, okay. Homest? Apparently, there is a cosplay championship called the Euro Cosplay Championships that is supposed to take place in London later this month, I believe. 
And um, you're speaking a whole nother language to me right now. <laughs> you know what cosplay is? When people dress up as video game characters. Not specifically video game characters. It could be nearly any pop culture character ever. Oh, okay. So video game, television, film, comic, book. Gotcha. Game. I think I said game. I said game. <laughs> But they're usually fictional characters from whatever. Got you. Um, so there is a championship, uh, one of very many, obviously. And some white girl from France named Living Art uh, apparently put together this incredibly elaborate, super complicated cosplay costume of a character named Pike that is a black man from the game League of Legends. So... Of course, many black people found this to be a bit um, insensitive and uh, ridiculous. And mm. she's been, well, okay. So the cosplay organization or whatever apologized and said that the costume won't be a part of their finalists, even though it won some other championship, uh, like a French cosplay cup, I guess, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So she felt like, all right, the girls lived. Um, and it is quite well done, although I have no idea who this character is and I've never played League of Legends. But I just think that it's strange um, that we're still sort of dealing with this thing. Now, some people, including black folk, uh, feel like, well, this doesn't count as blackface because she's not painting herself black. She actually apparently created a suit So it's really like a costume. I don't know what it's made of. Rubber latex couldn't tell you. But it is a suit of a bald black man that she gets into to be into character. Personally, I think that's worse. But (laughs) that's just me. Right. Some people are split in their opinions on this. I think the whole fucking thing is ridiculous. I think for you to feign ignorance as far as why this would offend people is kind of dumb. I think that it's ridiculous for you to know what a multiplayer online battle arena is, but not know how blackface works. Mm. I don't care if you're from France or London. Oh, the French know about blackface. Oh, they know. They know. (laughs) Europe knows blackface. Oh, they do. So I'm not even here for this whole, oh, but it's an American and we don't deny them. I think that this is dumb. I think that you could have absolutely done this character with white skin and people still would have probably known who the character is if you fucking play League of Legends. If you don't, you would have been one of many people at a cosplay event that are walking around in costumes and nobody knows who the fuck they are. Not everybody is what You choose who you want to be. Mm. So whether you're at Comic-Con or PAX or I don't know, one of these fucking cosplay things... You're likely going to see characters you recognize and niggas you ain't never seen in your motherfucking life. Also, there are gender-bended characters and there are the countless black people who have had to be the black version of some white person because of how few black characters there are in the realm of geekdom. But... That's never a thing. I mean, it's never been an issue. Most of us would not want to paint ourselves white anyway. But... I don't see why if somebody can make themselves the black Jean Grey or whatever, that you can't be the white pike. And I don't understand why. And apparently this girl went on some website and was talking about how she spoke to black people. And, it, and oh, apparently she just decided to do it anyway. This is according to Cult Taku where I read please, it. But. Please, please. 
I just think this is dumb. I think for you to act like it isn't dumb is dumb. And um, I feel nothing for this girl. Apparently, it's just like, oh, well, how am I supposed to do the championship now? Because it took her forever. She doesn't have time to do another costume now. Well, I guess you just ain't going to be in this year's running. <laughs> right. It's Better not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> time. Be all right. Are we supposed to care? Girl? Like, I just don't feel bad for you. Suit or no suit. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Especially if you made it your damn self, which means that you could have just not. Mm. Um, lastly, I, this is a little bit different. I'm reading America, sort of, but oh God. I'm no longer referring to football as anything but football. And by football, I mean what Americans call soccer. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. Um, <laughs> I just happened to be scrolling by, uh, a um, soccer game <laughs> the other day, I think in a hotel room. Okay. And I decided to sit and just watch a bit of it. Um, I can follow soccer for the most part. Surprise. And I quite enjoyed myself. Don't plan on doing it again anytime soon, but maybe I will. However, in my highness at the moment, I just thought about how absurd it is oh, <laughs> that not only do we call football soccer but anytime people call football football which most of the world does Mm -hmm. because it a makes more goddamn sense and b it's older than american football but anytime i even hear football I automatically think, even when I say football on purpose, my brain goes to this American sport, which also gets the middle finger because of the NFL. So I just hate the fact that you niggas took this other sport and gave it this name that already existed for this sport that millions of people were already playing. And now, in my rotten Americanness, every time I hear football, I think of this bullshit and not what football actually is, which is a sport that you play with your fucking feet. <laughs> so I will only be referring to football as football no. from now on. And I'm going to call American football soccer. Uh, that's going to be. I know that nobody is going to know what I'm talking wildly about. Wildly confusing. And I. Don't care. Okay. I don't play football. I don't play soccer. I don't respect. <laughs> I'm already confused. American sports, <laughs> especially American football. And so y'all being confused about it will bring me joy. Oh, God. So. <laughs> really? That was just something I felt like sharing with everyone. I think football being called football is stupid unless it's football. To you hear yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, I guess I understand the frustration, but uh, just, you know, different countries have different words. Everyone calls it football. Everybody else, everyone else (laughs) calls it football because that's what it is. I mean, most countries use Celsius instead of Fahrenheit, too. And, you know, we could have this about Imperial versus metric system. We could do this. We could do this all day long (laughs) about, you know, different countries just use different things. But I also understand because soccer is much older than American football and much more popular on a global scale. So 
sure, friend. That can just be your own personal form of. It's protest. like if people in Ireland started making like country music and called it rap. Uh, uh is it like that? I don't know, but. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to make that make sense. Okay. <laughs> Just like, you know, you seem like you really mean this. Fuck. So that's great. <laughs> football that's not football. Okay. <clears throat> football is football. That's that's right. Okay. And that other football is soccer. Okay. Th- thank you for that. <laughs> Menstrual. And I'm finished. Okay. You're going to stick with that menstrual stuff. That's not going away. I do All right. want. Okay. Well, I feel like this is going to cause a lot of confusion, especially while football season is still going. Do not care. Huh, speaking of American football, I have to say a quick thank you to um, the New Orleans Saints. Of course, I'm not watching this season, but my team is doing pretty well. I also have to say thank you to the Atlanta Falcons, who are absolutely shit in the bed every single week. Oh, oh my gosh. The Saints are actually the one soccer team I really like. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yes. So thank you to the Atlanta Falcons for fucking up nonstop because it does make me feel a lot better about a lot of things. Um, I'm just going to really quickly talk about what happened in Fort, Th- Fort Worth with um, a Tatiana. Oh, God. Jefferson. Um, or oh maybe it's a Tatiana. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm just going to speak on it really quickly because we all already know what I'm going to say. <sighs> We all know the facts of this situation. We all know that this woman was killed in front of her eight-year-old nephew half a second after being told to put her hands up and after a neighbor called the non-emergency line to do a welfare check because the doors were open and lights were on and had been for hours, which I think is a totally reasonable thing to do. Like, and... Yes, there is a conversation to be had about don't call the police on black people no matter what and all that. At the same damn time, if I know that a woman and her mother and her nephew live in a house and the lights and doors are open, I am not likely to go investigate for myself and make sure everything is okay. And we should be able to call 911 or the non-emergency line and have a welfare check be done without people being shot and killed for no fucking reason. I'm just glad that this man, he was about to be fired and he quit anyway. He's already been charged with murder and booked into jail. No possibility for bond. Um, And so as far as that goes, it's the best possible um I guess it's literally outcome like, that I'll we can ask it. for, right? It's like, like bare goddamn minimum. Sure it's the things. bare fucking minimum. But yes, obviously exactly. not getting my hopes up about this because, you know, the Botham Jean case, all that just happened what? 30 minutes away in Dallas. And oh, so, shit show. and I'm not, and I'll say this, this young lady who went by Tay, her daddy said that he don't want no hug and he do not want to be friends. I know that, that is his one and only daughter and he's pissed. Fucking right. It's just so anyway, I just want to talk about it real quick because if you thought black people were even remotely safe in this country, if you thought we could do things like play video games with our relatives and be safe in our own homes, you were wrong. And you it's just, can't even it's be so sad. at home. At home. You can't even be at home. Right. And they released pictures of like, I guess there was a gun on the floor or whatever, which first of all means nothing because it's not like she had the gun in her hands or was pointed at anybody. And secondly, in the state of Texas, you can take a gun any fucking where, especially in your own damn house. So don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Just, I just wanted to mention the story real quick and say rest in peace to this girl. I, 
broke down all over again. I really hate that. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I see this, these faces, these names. I hear these stories. Went to school, wanted to do this, was working full time to to raise money, save up money to go to med school, move back to Fort, Ro- Fort Worth to help take care of her mom and her nephew. It's just like, wh- <laughs> why can't y'all just let us live? Why? So anyway, rest in peace to you, Miss Jefferson, and I hope that there is justice done. But what justice is there really for an aunt who was with her nephew? Like I think about that happening to me and what that would do to my nephew and I just fall apart. I was cleaning in my house last night and my nose is all agitated, I'm assuming, because of the fumes from the the cleaning solution and shit. Right. And so I had... (laughs) I had like wrapped a t-shirt over my face, you know, like you remember when like kids would put shirts over their head, like a ninja, be a ninja turtle. (laughs) Yeah. So I did that as I was like mopping up and shit like that. And I had the lights on, but it was dark. I mean, it was night. So for like a quick second in the middle of me cleaning and shit of playing music, I ripped that shit off of my head so fast. Cause I'm like, let me take this off before somebody across the street oh, see God. me and think I'm robbing yes, this house. Yes, call the police. Like, I really, really got like see. a panic attack for a second. Cause I'm like, not only am I like mopping, but I'm like moving things around dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought like anybody could think that I'm in here stealing because I look like I'm like trying to move shit around in this. Oh God, yes. I said before the SWAT kicks this shit down and I'm dead. Week two into the, on my show, which is just I hate that you even had that thought, but it was a in my house. right where you pay all that rent. It felt like it rent. wouldn't happen. It just huh, speaking of, I know you said you have that dog. You might want to get one of them vacuums that vacuums itself, like them robot vacuum cleaners. Oh, I know a lot Roomba? of people have dogs, and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that that robot vacuum helps to pick up a lot of that because dogs shed like show. crazy. So. She actually doesn't shed. She oh. just leaves her toys all over. Oh, the I thought you place. made there was like hair and stuff everywhere. No, Yorkies oh. don't shed apparently. But one thing that she does do is sometimes she will get like, like if I fuck around in like the the top of like the her food like plastic container or mm-hmm. whatever, if she gets a hold of that, she'll hide it. And then when I'm not around, oh lord, chew it to bits, and there's just little <laughs> go off sis plastic all over the place. That's right, sis. <laughs> And, and then, what are you going to do about it? When I walk in and I see it, she side-eyes me with the, I know I'm in trouble face. It's really insane it's how expressive dogs can be. Because it's like, she just look out of the corner of her eyes like, I know that was bad. Thing. We both know I fucked up here, but <laughs> don't be mad. You love me though. So. <laughs> My- and basically your baby. And then she just gets away with it because she's just <laughs> your great. adorable little so, baby, right? I hate her. So you let it happen. Yep. Uh, speaking she's bad. Uh, is she bad? No. No, she's not bad. She's just spirited. Yes. Very spirited. <laughs> Energetic. Very much. Full of personality and life. Lots of it. <laughs> That's right. Huh. I also wanted to talk really quickly about this video I saw on um Twitter the other day where 
a black woman, a, bl- a homeless black woman was being literally dragged off the train. And in the caption for this, of course, is in New York City. She's being dragged off the subway train. And in the caption, it says that this woman was trying to smoke a crack pipe on the train. And so these people like literally dragged her off at the next stop. And so I don't know if that's actually true. I don't see her, you know, trying to smoke crack or anything else in this video. It is a very packed train. Looks like it's probably rush hour or something like that. So I'm not really going to debate the circumstances and all that. I'm just... I've, I feel a particular level of disgust at the at the inhumane way this woman was treated. Like, yeah, if you smoke and crack on the train, that is a problem. <laughs> Not arguing that. But I just every time I watch this, I come back to I really don't think y'all would ever treat a white woman or really a non black woman in this way. Like and it, it is. It is this disgust that we have for black women. It is the absolute lack of empathy that we have for people who struggle with addiction. It is the way we look down on people who are homeless as if most of us are not one and a half paychecks away from the exact same situation. And and so all these things put together and then just the disrespect of this black woman as a human being like she had already said she was getting off on the next stop. And like if you knock the pipe or whatever out her hand, then it's not like she can relight it on the train. So if she's getting off on the next stop any damn way, why won't y'all just let her do that? Like, why would you put your hands on somebody and physically remove her from the train? Like that's your space or your business or your right to do. If I was on a train in a car with somebody who was smoking crack, obviously... That is not okay. Obviously. It is a disturbance to yes. people on the car. It is. I can think of a number of things that I would do to be more comfortable. None of them are touching that way. Period. Might say something. I'm just saying to me. Right. Right. I would have said something maybe. Maybe. Or got up and got on a different train car. I have been on the train when people were snort- snorting coke. Down. Smoking cigarettes. Taking a shit. <laughs> taking a literal <laughs> shit on the train. Like... I've seen things on cars yes. before, honey, yes. that made me very uncomfortable. <sighs> I just, so I'm, I'm on, yeah, yeah, but just watching them. So, like I said, I'm not obviously not excusing smoking crack in public. Obviously not. I'm saying that the way we treat black women in particular and then people who don't have homes and people who are struggling with addiction is really fucked up and it doesn't actually fix anything or make anything better and if we weren't so allergic to being delayed on the train maybe i could have rang the button for the conductor but see also in that case nypd or transit police probably would have been called and then that would have been a whole nother fucking issue so right i just know that what y'all didn't have to do was treat this lady like she was literal trash throwing her things onto the platform like she wasn't nobody and nothing of hers mattered and it just felt really disgusting and uh, just another reason to not get on the train as far as i'm concerned but nobody gives a fuck about anybody yeah you know especially like black women we just don't people if if they can't abuse or mistreat black women then they can't do it to nobody and so like why do why do i pay my taxes if i can't just you hit a nigger or two i mean i just i love how they all have so this much money you have the same voice for all of the people who get on your nerves it don't I matter have to come up with the white man's name and the white woman's name. like that voice is gonna mm. have a name chad or maybe Brad, you should just have a chad. unisex name mm. so yeah courtney it's ashley 
the non-binary conservative bigot. Okay. Because that's a sketch. Do you mean non-binary or gender neutral? Gender neutral. Okay. Are you talking about one person? I'm talking about one person. Okay. But this person is a non-binary person? Yes. They don't identify as a man or a woman? Yes. Okay. So then, yes. Because that would be like Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> oh, Lord God. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like... I don't think conservatives would ever identify as non-binary. That's why I'm... You sure? Hell yeah. I think conservatives are disgusted by the idea of there being more than two genders. <laughs> I do. I think they would actively fight against that. <laughs> I just feel like the they surprise you these days. I mean, you never know. You might be right, and I don't let don't let me get too deep into that conversation because the children on Tumblr are still educating me about yeah, all that. I'm but still learning. I know enough to use they them as pronouns and not talk about grammar. I know that. So. Candace Owens is still here. Listen, and trying I'll, to convince us that she's from planet with that Earth. dry ass, raggedy ass weed. I feel like the same aliens that control Donald Trump. Are working with Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what's that other dumb nigga's name? Oh, you got to be more specific, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I really want us to start doing better by other people. And, you know, a little bit of empathy goes a long Did you see him way. arguing with his mom? <laughs> his mama. Ooh-wee. <laughs> what a slip. So, I don't know. <laughs> Oh I did God. see him arguing with his wife about uh, dressing like a hoe no more and all that. When I mean, this you're girl's, my wife. It's literally what she she been your wife, and this is her whole fucking brand. What did you mean? you have her butt naked on that motorcycle or some shit? Put that video that I her, didn't watch. Didn't you post her fucking nudes? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I hate men. <laughs> oh, but no, he's a um, he's a bishop now. Get the fuck out of here. She's first lady. She can't be wearing Kim corsets. Kim is not no first lady. And, um, oh, my God. And that reminds me. Howard University. Who in the motherfuck authorized... I think we're talking about that on Friday. Kanye's. Are we? Okay. So I will, I will save it then. Mm. But I am annoyed and perturbed and upset by that. So anyway, just... <laughs> Keep that in mind for Friday with that the, nigga with thinks the he's Father Abraham, and we, we're not doing that with him. He has many sons. No, he doesn't. He well, he kind of does. does Father Abraham. <laughs> the little march. I am one of them. Why was that a pop? Why you? It really was right. I wonder why did it keep going? Like I feel like there was a bunch Let's of little just rounds. Oh yeah, the Lord. right on right left, on right, right foot, left foot. foot. I don't Nod know. your head, turn around, sit down. That was my shit. <laughs> okay, in kindergarten. I used to really fuck with Father Abraham, that and I went to song. a Christian academy. Oh, did you really? I never Damn. went to private school. Kindergarten, first grade, and then my mama was like, "You know what? Actually, bills. <laughs> we're not, we're not paying for that. This is dumb. <laughs> Especially listen, at first grade, it's all the same. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You can go learn with the rest of them kids for free, nigga. I ain't paying for that. Mm-mm. Whew, Chile. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the read. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Thread Up. We all love to refresh our wardrobes once it's time for sweater weather, but it can be so expensive. That's why you need to check out Thread Up, the world's largest online thrift store with 35,000 brands for up to 90% off estimated retail price. Get 30% off your first order when you go to threadup.com slash read. That's T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash R-E-A-D for an extra 30% off today. Terms to apply. Go check them out. Don't forget to check us out um 
every Friday night, 11 p.m. on Fuse. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for our premiere episode last week. We have 10 episodes of this coming. So, you know, one down, nine more to go. And uh, let's see. Fuse, Fuse app. And then within a couple of days, Amazon and iTunes and uh, all the rest. So... Also, our website, thisistheread.com, and follow us on social media. We are at This Is The Read on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Any other news, Kid Fury, for this week? Um, Thank you guys for watching the TV show and for being so nice and all of that stuff and being excited. I know many of you think that I don't give a fuck, and it's mostly true, but... Friend. Um, <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Friend, please. I don't really give a fuck for me. I'm more so... um excited that this is a thing for the family of people who've been listening for the longest time so if it's fun for you guys then i'm happy about that okay but everybody is like oh my god you should be so excited aren't you excited i don't like, know my anxiety I'm, won't let me do that <laughs> sorry I'm girls happy i'm just fine <laughs> like, like, what? oh my god Woo. all right bug juice bitch disney plus is not playing are you really looking at all the Disney Plus offerings? They are sliding the fuck through, oh, bitch. Thank you, Vulture, for including us on the 10 Essential Comedy Podcasts that shape the genre list. That was very nice. A um, pleasant surprise when I saw that. Um, yes, and thank you for the kind words. You don't have anything else to... Oh, and thank you to Deezus and Meryl for coming on the show. They are also on that list. Uh, you know, them niggas is crazy. So. And their show is back tonight, I believe. That's right. Oh, it well, is back. It's not tonight anymore. So go check out Deezus and Meryl on yeah, Showtime. Um, I just saw a flyer for I was about this, to say, which do you I'm tagged in. So your stuff? I'm, <laughs> your party? Um. Oh, well, Trilloween. Yes, October 30th. You can go and get tickets for that. All the information is on this. This is a read page. I'm also going to be in Atlanta on October 17th. That's this week. What are you doing in Atlanta? I'm going to be um at a screening for HBO's Watchmen. Oh, that sounds Starring sexy. Regina King as a badass, and I cannot... Fucking I mean, you had me at Regina King, so. So, yeah, there's going to be a screening of it, and there's going to be um, a discussion with me afterwards, and we're going to talk about Watchmen and nerd shit, and how fine Regina King is, and how talented Regina King is, and... Um, oh, nigga, you're hosting it? You did not say that. I thought you was just going. Oh, no, I'm, like, moderating Wow. Wow. You get to meet Regina King. I didn't say that. I bet you will, though. I bet she'll be there. Oh, my God. What I are you going to wear? I was going to say, are you prepared for that? That's going to be amazing. Maybe I'll dress in white face cosplay. All right. On that note, I think Free it is. quality. <laughs> nope. On that, on that precious note. Oh, my gosh. Thank sweet. you to Lena Waithe and Melina Matsukas oh, for yes. allowing us. <laughs> To be a part of the screening for Queen and Slim, an excellent movie Incredible that movie. all of you niggers will go see. Y'all will. Wow, Multiple do times. I love it. It's so good. It is really good, and they could not have been kinder or more gracious. It was so nice to talk to them about this movie that I'm already obsessed with, like seen it twice and fully plan on going at least another two times. It's just so good. It's so black. It's so fun. It's mm, like it's gorgeous. It's funny at times. It, the cinematography is insanity. It's yeah. like your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. The score is excellent. Oh my God, the fucking score! 
It's just so great. And Dev Hines did the score, ho. It's so good. I mean, Solange is involved. They um we also like taped our conversation after the the screening as well. And it's gonna appear on the podcast. Uh I think along a little closer the to film, the release date, which I believe yeah. comes out Thanksgiving. So yeah. So uh, make sure that you look out for all of those things and go and watch this fucking movie, especially maybe like on a date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little intense for a date, but really, I think it's a cute date movie. I mean, that's not saying too much. Okay, you're right. You're right because we was about to get into it and we don't want to spoil it. Right, so, right, right. So, but yeah, I think it could be a cute date because it's totally a love story. And I feel like there's a lot wrong. of you're not wrong. I feel like there's a lot of like a lot of topics and stuff that it hits on in terms of like love, getting to know someone, and falling in love and stuff that you could have like a cute conversation at Cheesecake Factory like after about. Okay, you know what. You will definitely have a lot to talk about after the movie. Regardless so, of who you go know, see yeah, it with. Yeah. Go to the movie and then go to dinner afterwards so y'all can unpack it together. And that will probably be very fun. And, you know, be careful on the way home. So thank you, Lena and Melina and Daniel Kalua and Jody Smith, who is like the finest girl I've ever seen. And uh, anyway, there's so many good things about this movie. And if I keep talking, I'm going to ruin them. So yeah. uh, go check out Queen and Slim. And I think that's it for us. Let's get out of here, friend. I can't believe it. I'm going to get to watch Smart Guy on a streaming service. Look at you. You are just enthralled. (laughs) Capitalism wins again, girlies. The Destiny's Child episode, the Lizzie Borden episode. Lizzie Borden? Yeah, the like Halloween episode with that girl that Marcus was dating and then he like sort of broke her heart and then they like set him up to think that she was crazy and she was trying to kill them. (laughs) So funny. I did not know they did all that. Incredible. The bathroom episode. All right, let's go. Let's go home. We will see y'all next week. Bye.